Dad, I have a question. What are you teaching in business school? Hi, everybody. I'm Spencer. And I'm Luke. Um, so this fall, I'm teaching a class at Harvard Business School called Managing Tech Ventures, which is about how to run a big tech company. Um, and I've been traveling to Boston every week or Cambridge every week to teach it. Um, and you know some of the companies. What are some of the companies that I've been uh, teaching about there? Um, Disney, uh, and today's going to be about Netflix and Zulily and... Um TripAdvisor, Trip yeah. TripAdvisor, so, Zillow. So they do something at in many business schools, including Harvard, where they do the case study method. Do you know what that means? Not yet. It means that, that um, you teach about a, a particular case, like about a company or about a situation like at the company. Like doing a specific thing, like Zillow, like selling its own houses. Exactly. Buying and selling its exactly. Own houses. In order to learn. Um, and, um, and students give their own input on on what they would do in the situation after exactly. learning after learning about what the company did. So last week's class was in particular about Netflix, which is kind of a funky company. And it was about what it's like to work at Netflix. Because Netflix is very different than other companies, actually. Um, so, um, like, let's see. Um, how do you... At, at most companies, how do you think people like know what to do? Um, they're told to by a certain boss exactly. up the chain of command. Exactly. So Netflix doesn't do that. <laughs> Basically, Netflix is very, very different from that. Um, they, uh, they let people have a lot of autonomy. They, they basically don't hire entry-level people. Instead, they only hire like really experienced people. Um, they, they don't have a limit on the number of, by the way, whatever they're doing does seem to be working. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Company. Okay. So we're going to come to that. So, um, so I'm like, just some of the things that we talked about in the class this week was about how, how different the Netflix culture is. Like, for example, they don't have any uh, specific number of days that you're allowed to take off per year. And, um, there's no expense policy. So like, you know, most companies, for example, you're allowed to, I don't know, spend $50 if you take somebody to dinner or something. But Netflix doesn't have any specific expense policy. They just say, you know, you're all adults, like we trust you, basically. Um, so they put a lot of they put a lot of pressure on the employees who are supposedly very experienced to do very well and do a lot of work without a lot of set rules. Ex that wow, that was really really well explained. Absolutely, that's exactly right. Um, and um, the the and and when they put a lot of pressure on those people, they expect a lot from them, right? So what do you think is another kind of unique attribute of the Netflix culture? When when they expect a lot of people, wh what do you think the impact of that is? Um, there's definitely a lot more pressure on people, but as we can see from how well Netflix is doing, they try their best and because they're so experienced, they get it done. Does that mean that they're paying a lot of money to people? Cause usually wow. they pay less to enter. You also workers. nailed that. So one of the other attributes of Netflix culture is that they tend to pay at the top of market. Basically they pay a lot for people. But and, the people have to do really well. And what if they don't? They get fired. Exactly. You nailed it. Okay. So in three minutes, you just nailed like 20 years of, of corporate culture at Netflix, which is very different from most companies. So um, why don't you give a run through of a basic company? It's not a lot sure, of so, like, about the corporate culture for kids, of yeah, Amazon. For kids that are listening, you, you know, like most companies, um, uh, it's pretty directed. Like your manager tells you what to do. Like you do this. Like, for example, if Netflix was like a normal company, it would be like, Okay, your job is to market this Netflix original and you're going to do that. Got it? And here are the specific rules and specifically how you're going to do that. And then they go and do it. 
Um, so it, it's, you know, the, the, the expression that I think encapsulates Netflix corporate culture really well is they say, working at Netflix, you're working on a team. It's a team, not a family. And actually, that's something that Zillow, I used to say at Zillow all the time, that it's a team, not a family. A lot of companies say, oh, we're a family. What do you think the difference is between a team and a family? You have to do well on it. You, you have to do well on a team and you have to, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to pull your weight. Otherwise, you're, you can't be on the team. Yeah. And what happens if you don't pull your weight? You're not on the team anymore. <laughs> right. Can you ever not be on the family anymore? No. Right. You can't be kicked out. I mean, I guess you can be kicked out of a family, but you're not typically kicked out of a family, right? So it's a big Is difference. Is it an option to kick someone out of a family? <laughs> Do you have any ideas in mind? <laughs> Let's right. save that for the family meeting. Okay. Um, so, um, uh, you know, I'll give you a quick example about the team metaphor for, for companies. Uh, let's say you're, let's think of a football team for a second. Okay. You just finished the flag football season undefeated. Congratulations to your team. Two years in a row. Two years in a row undefeated. Um, so let's say, um, that, that somebody on the team is a running back. Okay. And they're a really good running back one season. Okay. And the next season comes along. They're not as good. No. Okay. Let's say they're not as good a running back. They like, they've lost a step because they're older. What happens on most teams? They're off the team. They're off the team. Right. Now, what happens if they're just as good at being a running back this season as they were last season, but... They're better people? Uh, no. Uh, but this year, the team got a great wide receiver. And therefore, the coach wants to call a lot more throwing plays than running plays. You no longer become useful. Exactly. And what typically happens in that situation? You're also you're you're also on the team, even though you're just as good as you were last season. So that's the, the you know. In so a, you have to you have to in, you have to keep as the company grows. You have to grow and become more useful and more flexible to what the company's doing. Exactly, exactly. Also nailed it. So so this is how Netflix runs. Now a lot of companies don't run that way. A lot of companies would say. Um, well, if you're still good, then you'll find another role for you or you can just keep doing your current well, role. The truth is that with the big companies like Amazon and Google and Netflix, they're growing too fast to keep like people who worked pretty well at the beginning of Netflix probably now look like entry level workers to Okay, so to actually that, the, they're get, that they're hiring now. You're also exactly right. One thing that we talked about in in the in the class last week is that that at hyper growth companies, companies that are growing really quickly, that tends to happen really quickly because the company's needs are changing very quickly. If it's a slow growth company, then maybe you have like, you know, three to five years before somebody's role is, is, has become obsolete. And that person has the time during those three years to develop those skills. But if the company's growing really quickly, then, you know, they may not have time to develop those skills to be successful in that new role and they get fired. And also back, um, back to uh, kind of also what, you, what uh, combining to what you said, um, not only is the company just like growing and like how much business it has, it's also changing a lot. So like, mm-hmm. for example, like um, um, Netflix, like uh, making their own shows. They don't. They haven't done that before. Now they need writers and actors and people to make TV shows. So, like back to the football analogy, um, if they get a new, if they get a new quarterback, aka like changing mm-hmm. ha- kind of how the company works, and the quarterback is really good at throwing, there's not much need for the running backs anymore. Just the wide receivers. That is exactly right. So, so one of the interesting things about Netflix corporate culture, as an example, is that when you start your job there you are told what your severance will be if you ever get fired. Which what is severance. Severance is, is when you get fired, if you get fired, that's what they pay you to like go away, <laughs> that, to, to separate from the company. Um, that's weird. So that's super weird, right? They're like, congratulations, welcome to Netflix. That's it's your first day. Yeah, that's it's your first day. If you ever get fired. 
you're gonna do great, but if you get fired, here's specifically what will happen. Not that we're thinking of firing you, <laughs> right. but just but just here's what's gonna happen if we do. <laughs> we're gonna pay you twenty thousand dollars or whatever. So so why do you think they do that? Why 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 set that tone like right at the very beginning? To tell them that they gotta do good or they're yeah. gonna get fired. That's right. That's right. To basically say, look. You're all adults. It, it operates a lot like a sports team. Sports teams are like this all the time. In fact, there's a great scene um, in, um, in, in the movie Moneyball, which I don't think you've ever watched. I need you to watch this sometime. Dad, what? our music for Lunch Bunch, the show, is a song from Moneyball. You're right. You, did, you performed a song from Moneyball. That's right. Um, in Moneyball, the, the coach is, all, is, or is super nervous. Or like the assistant coach is super nervous about firing this player. Like, I'm so nervous. I don't want to fire the player. And then he goes to the player. He's like, you know, there's, we don't have space for you here. You're going to have to go to another team. And the player's like, okay, makes sense. And, and it's because in professional sports, they're just they're, – they're used to that. That's just the way it is. Like, yeah, they don't get emotional or attached to a particular team because they know they might get traded. And that's kind of the way the Netflix corporate culture works, very different from other companies. So let me ask Except you – Except they cannot get traded to a rival media streaming company. <laughs> that's that, true. That is not – well, what? we t- yeah. Did we ever do that episode on non competes, or we talked no. about? Okay, we need to do an episode on non competes sometime. We'll put that on the list. Um, okay, so last question, which is the question that we asked the students um, in, in this in this case study uh, at business school: Would you, Luke, want to work at a company like the one that we've described? Would I run my company like this, or would I want to work at? A uh, would you want to work at a company like? Well, both, I guess. Okay. Well. Um... I think that I would want to work at a company with this dynamic if I was, if, if like, I mean, and this sound, kind of sa- sounds like an obvious answer, but if it was something that I wanted to do, because I definitely mm-hmm. wouldn't accept it if it was a job I didn't like, mm-hmm. but if it was a job that I really liked and that I was really good at, and the requirement is we'll pay you a lot of money if you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Right. Um, and I think that um, I would pro- probably say that this is definitely a good business strategy and that it works if you st- start it this way from the beginning. But I would not be able to run a business that way. Well, it's I'm a, way too weak-minded for that. Because you're too, I would be too like, nice I would to be people. like, I can't get rid of you. It's, you know, you said something interesting. You said start that way from the beginning. And that's a really interesting point. We talked a little bit about that in the class, that it's very hard to change corporate culture. If the corporate culture is one that's really super-duper nice, touchy-feely, and by the way, corporate it's culture hard to is switch. super important to a company. It and is. it's the one of the most important things about starting a company is how is this company going to be? What's the culture of this company? What do we believe in as a, as a team? I, I totally agree. I think you should maybe teach the class. Um, you nailed it. Um, uh, we're going to do another one of these next uh, week, right? Um, uh, for other classes? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, cool. All right, I think I we'll... Think we're thinking of Disney Plus next week because Disney Plus drops on the 13th. Yes, it does. It is the 9th. And I taught, a, and that was the first class of the year, which a couple weeks ago was about Disney Plus. So maybe we'll... Disney we'll... Plus specifically, not just Disney. Disney making Disney um, Plus. Okay, let me just conclude with, with, with a, one last thing, which is when you think about corporate culture, it's, it's interesting to think about specific ways that that culture comes alive with certain policies and procedures. So for example, I gave you some examples with Netflix, like knowing your severance ahead of time, um, uh, not having an expense policy, not having a specific number of days off. Um, another interesting one is the way they prepare their board of directors meeting materials is to have um, like a, a memo where the executive team collaborates on it, like a shared Google Doc. Um, and so 
50 or 75 people all work on the, the board memo rather than the board, the board PowerPoint deck being developed kind of in secret by senior executives, which is the way most companies they work. They all have a say. Yeah, they all have a and say also, and they all get to see um, it. I just wanted to add back to if I was running a company like this, um, I think that you also have to, you have to, be, you have to be able to focus on, um, yes, we are a team, but like I, we still have to like, Sup- we have to still have to supplement for if we're having slightly tougher culture we still have to supplement for that um what do you so mean? for example um paying them more and letting them collaborate and giving them big responsibilities and credit like you can't just be mean to them but then not pay them that much or not give them what say it say in what happens you know you can't just be like you're about to get fired but then not do anything else good for them too. Okay, so the culture has to hang together kind of in its entirety. You have to you yeah. have to have balance between it and while most companies balance is like it is just like all is just like all medium, you can still have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of like like high and low, mm-hmm. but you just have to be able to balance it out. What do you think is an example of an organization with a corporate culture that's very autocratic, very um, directed where like your your boss tells you exactly what to do. Um like uh, and there's not a lot of no independent thought allowed. Uh, the army. Yeah, exactly. The military, the military, right? So, you know, and, and that's a very high performing culture, right? And yet Netflix is also a very high performing culture, but they're very, very different in but how they operate. But in the army, they, they find balance and so does, and so does Netflix. So for example, they tell them what to do, but in the end it is just them doing it, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to find your balance in culture. Uh, all right. Culture. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye. Um, talk to you later. See Bye. you later. Bye.